Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. What's up, guys? Good morning. David Villa here with the crew. It's Game Changer. It's Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. It's an exciting day. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will, I will, you will, come on, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Save us and send success and prosperity, Lord. Come on, let's get some uh, inspiration today together and jump into the Word of God. We've been talking about the names of God today. We titled this Living Up to Your Name, Living Up to Your Name. And of course, we're not talking about our name, right? It's hard to do. Someone says, you know, you need to live up to your name. First of all, some of us, if we were told to live up to our name, you know, in, in, in this earth, that may not mean much to you. Maybe that wouldn't be hard to do. Maybe, you know, your, uh, ancestors, people before you, your family, maybe they, uh, didn't do things right. Maybe, maybe you want to run as far away from your name as possible. Amen. But if there's a good name, then there's a phrase that says living up to that name, which means, the name has a good reputation. The name is viewed positively in society. So, hey, we need to live up to that name. So we're talking, of course, not about that, but we're talking about living up to the name of Jesus. But we're actually talking about him living up to his name, which he says in the word of God, it says that Jesus is the name above all names. So if the ultimate living up to a name is Jesus, because it's the name above every other name. It's above every name that's ever been uttered or named or declared or spoken in this world over courses of time. So we're talking about living up to his name, right? Amen. So, hey, you guessed it. We're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to bring in a couple of names today. The first one I want to um, talk about today is Emmanuel. Let me let me just ask this before you know. I just told you what it was, but before we get into the names, you know, have you ever asked this? Have you ever asked the question, "Where are you?" Have you ever said, "God, where where are you?" Maybe you've asked that this morning. Maybe you're. Maybe you've asked that this month, this year, last year. Maybe you've asked that over you know circumstances in your life. God, where are you? I know you exist. I know your word is true. I know that, you know, you're a God that can't lie. I believe it. I've received you. I pray to you, right? But where are you? Have you ever asked that question? And let me ask you this. Are you asking that now? Is there anybody that's listening or watching right now that you're asking that question, God, where are you? You know, there are days when though the, the sky's blue, right? I mean, the grass is green. You walk outside, you, you hear birds chirping and there's a breeze that blows over, right? There's days even though those things are real, the weather's pleasant. I mean, things seemingly are right on earth. It seems like clouds are gathering above our heads, right? The Christian life, I believe this, isn't just a succession of moments of joy and victories. I mean, let's just face it, right? The Bible, we're, Just because you're a believer doesn't mean that you and I go through a series of, you know, successions of victories and, 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 uh, you know, and in moments of joy. I mean, there's challenges that that happen in the Christian life. 
So if you have victories, can I just say this? It means you have battles. Because what is a victory? What is a victory? If And how can you have a victory if you don't have a battle? It's true. true. Think about that. But yet, you know, sometimes we as believers, I think that we get the, you know, that we are, uh, that we have this notion that because we serve God, that it's just a, you know, we're tiptoeing through the tulips. I mean, life's just going to be grand and it's never going to be challenging. But I've got news for you. There's going to be times when you're saying, God, where are you? And, you know, how many can relate to that? I mean, if you could just do this, maybe just, you know, to let me know you're there. If you're watching on, you know, visual platforms, LinkedIn or Facebook Live this morning, you know, maybe just give a hand up or maybe just give a heart or a like and say, hey, or say, that's me or I can relate. Have you ever asked, God, where are you? Maybe someone will be transparent even right now and say, that's where I'm at now. God, where are you? And it's okay to ask that question. I think another thing that, you know, before we go into the, the names and really encourage each other, I think that, you know, the other thing, it's, we have this misconception that it's not okay to ask those questions. I mean, if you're a parent, are you okay with your kids needing you? Yeah. So we have battles if we have victory. So let me just say this. It, it's certain, at these times when we ask this question, it can be easy to lose sight of God. It can be easy to lose sight of the Lord, regardless of what name drop, regardless of whose you are, regardless, it, it can be easy to lose sight of the Lord because we're in the middle of a battle. And so to no longer see his moving hand, have you ever, I mean, like there's times when you know God's hand is moving and that's what's powerful about God. Sometimes, you know, there's things that are powerful about God, but you know, his hand is powerful. His hand is powerful. But you know what? Sometimes you can't see his mighty hand moving, right? Sometimes you can't hear his reassuring voice. It's, it's good to hear God. It's good to feel God. It's good to have God put his hand on you and say it's going to be okay. It's good to hear his voice say, hey, I know you're going through this, but I'm with you. I know this is tough right now, but you're going to make it through. Sometimes you can't, you can't see his hand. Sometimes you can't feel his hand. Sometimes you can't hear his voice. Yet he hasn't changed. God hasn't changed. And he is, and I want you to, this is the name we're going to start with today. He is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Come on, man. That should fire you up this morning. In spite of, not being able to see his hand or hear his voice in spite of asking sometimes, Lord, where are you? He is still the same and he is Emmanuel and he's God with us in Emmanuel or God is with you and I. So we're never alone here on this earth, on this journey, on this path, this race we call life, right? Jesus is always present. He's always present, never, ever far away. And it's powerful because you can speak the name. You can say it loudly or you can just have enough strength to whisper it. And in many cases, you can just think it in your head because you don't have the strength to even utter the words. And he's so close that he'll show up right on time. He's always present. He's never far away. He is the one who understands you. He understands me. He understands difficult times. 
And Jesus shows himself to be a true friend. Matter of fact, the Bible says that he is, Emmanuel is, right? Jesus is, the one who's with us is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Yes, sir. Come on. I like what uh, Carvey said. He said, I have asked, where are you for others too? Mm. That's good. So those close to you. Exactly. Those that mean something to you. Maybe you got some folks around you, some family, some people that are very close to you that just can't quite get the breakthrough and you're going, or maybe they're just walking through a season of sickness, a season of illness, maybe. And you're saying, God, where are you for them? Yeah. Amen. And you know something that's crazy? Even that question, where are you for them? You're saying it for you. Yeah. Because what you're really, because you care so much about them that it's, it means something to you. And so you're saying, God, where are you for them? But you're really saying, God, where are you? Where are you? And it's not doubt, by the way. Because here's the thing. If it's not doubt when you know, based on the scripture, that Emmanuel, God is with us. So if even if you don't see him or feel him, but you know he's there, but you legitimately do not feel or see him, it's not doubt. It's question. I say this often, but it just has to be, it, it needs to be, because you, you, you and I, <laughs> somebody right now is like, yeah, but you know what? I mean, we just got to leave it in God's hands and we just got to, you know, listen, we don't have to ask why. We just got to trust God. And I'm going to tell you something that sounds good. That sounds like an amen statement because 90% of that is, is, is true. But you, you, but the part that is not true is that you do not need to ask God why. In Jesus Christ, the only question on the cross was why. why? He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He had never spent in a moment away from the power of God and from God. And he said, God, why have you forsaken me? God turned his head. He did that when God turned his head because God couldn't look on sin. And then he, he felt that separation or he felt that. And he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's okay to ask why. It's okay to ask, where are you? Amen. Emmanuel, God is with us. So Jesus is faithful. He is, he's patient. I mean, he's, he's loving. I mean, and today more than ever in everything that we're going through, he stands with us. That's what that you got to understand this. I mentioned you guys that I was going to prove to you and I, <laughs> I'm going to give you these scriptures. Um, and today and, to, and tomorrow as we kind of wrap this up tomorrow, but I'm going to show you that God's all around us. The Bible says in Psalms, and you can you can type this in the Google as it pull up the scripture. I don't have it in front of me, but it says, "I hear a voice behind me." That's all you got to say, and then it'll pop up there. So yeah, go to go to um, yeah, right there, Isaiah. I'm sorry, Isaiah. <laughs> That's pretty good. When Google actually corrects your Bible uh, the uh, book. <laughs> Google. All right, so Isaiah 30. My bad says you will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way 
follow it, whether it turns to the right or whether it turns to the left. So God's behind you. And, and, and he's saying, and it's a voice, and he's saying, hey, this is the way. So God's behind you. We talked yesterday, if you just pull up Psalms 23 for just a second. We talked yesterday on this passage or the day before a little bit about this. But I want to tell you this part here. He leads me in the second verse, verse beside peaceful waters. And there's multiple verses where God's in front of you. So God's behind you. He's the voice that says, this is the way. Turn to the left, turn to the right. He's leading from behind you, but he also is leading you beside peaceful waters. So God's in front of you. If you can type in uh, Job. I want to tell you, Job right hand. No, no, yeah, go to Google. (laughs) Shall not be moved. Right hand. There you go. When he's at work in Job 23, 9, this is off the cuff. Hope you guys are going to, you guys are going to get something out of this. So God's behind you in Isaiah 30. It says that you hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk you in it. Then Psalms 23 is just one of many, many, many scriptures. You can find multiple others. Maybe some of you can post them if you're on uh, the visual platforms. But, it, but God's in front of us. So he's behind us and he's in front of us here in Job. And we listen, if there's anybody that's ever gone through anything that had the right to say, God, where are you? That needed to know that the name Emmanuel, that God is present with us was right now for right now. It was Job, right? And Job said in 23, nine, it says when he is at work in the North, I don't see him. When he turns to the South, I catch a glimpse of him. He went on, he went on to say in, in the English standard version, <laughs> On the left hand, he's working. Listen to this. Go back to the, I'm sorry, go back. Yeah. On the left hand, when he is working, I do not behold him. He turns to the right hand, but I do not see him. So he looks to the right and doesn't see him, but he's working on the left. Job said, behold, I go forward, but he's not there. I go backward, but I don't perceive him. So I just told you in Isaiah that God's behind you because there's a voice from behind you. And then he leads you in places like still water. So he is behind you and in front of you. But then here's Job trying to find him and he can't find him behind him because in the eighth chapter of the 23rd verse, when Job's right in the middle of this, he says, I go forward, but he's not there. He is there. But Job said, I can't see him. And then Job said, I go backward, but I don't perceive him. He's not there, but he is there. But Job just can't see him. But then he goes on in the 10th verse or the ninth verse on the left hand where he's working. I don't behold him. I don't see him. He turns to the right hand, but I don't see him. So what he's saying is, I don't see him in front of me. I don't see him behind me. He's working on the left side. I know he's working here, but I can't see him. God's on the left hand. God's all around you. I have to look this scripture up. If you could try to find this mic, we can Google He's on my right hand and I shall not be moved. I think that's the scripture that's going to pop up. Psalm, here you go. <clears throat> so here's Psalms. Here's David writing 16, 8. I'm going to read international. Then I'm going to read English standard. I'm going to read a couple. I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand. I will not be shaken. I have set the Lord always before me. 
Okay, so we know that God's, I'm going to break it down again. We know that God's behind us in Isaiah 30 saying, this is my voice. I hear my voice. Go to the right, go to the left. Then he leads me in front. He leads me by paths of still waters. Then I can't find him, Job said, but he's working on my left hand. And then here's David saying, I know the Lord is always with me. English standard says, I know the Lord is always before me. He is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. So here's God on the right side of David. There's many significant things about the right hand. The right hand is a hand of blessing in the Bible. When they would lay their right hand on the eldest child to to give the birthright, the right side is a side of blessing. David's saying, he's at my right hand and I'm not going to be shaken. And here's God behind you, in front of you. He's on the left side of you and he's on the right side of you. He's Emmanuel. He's always there. If you will look up a scripture, Psalms 91, I believe it is. Go to the whole passage. Yeah, let's see that. Psalms 91, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Can you pull it up in uh, in a message? Just bear with me here. We're going somewhere with this. We're preaching this morning. I want to. I'm going to leave you encouraged this morning to know that Emmanuel, God with us, has never left you, and He's all around you. He's behind you in Isaiah, and He's saying, "Hey." This is my voice. Go to the right or the left. And then he's in front of us, leading us by streams of still waters because we need this. And then he's at our left hand. Even though we can't see him, Job said, in front of us, I can't feel him behind me. He's working on my left hand. And then David said, I set God before me. He's on my right hand and I'm not going to be shaken. And then Psalms 91 says, you who sit down in the high God's presence, spend the night in Shaddai's shadow, there's another name that we haven't gone over, El Shaddai, God who's more than enough, not just enough, but he's more than enough. So Psalms 91 mentions another name of God because God's so big, he's so much, he's so vast, he's everything, he's all things, he's un- enough. And you who sit down in the high presence, high God's presence, spend the night in Shaddai's shadow. You spend the night in the shadow. God's above you. He's not just behind you. He's not just in front of you. He's not just on your left hand. He's not just on your right hand, but he's above above you. God said, you're my refuge. I says this, God, you're my refuge. I trust in you. I'm safe. That's right. He rescues from hidden traps, shields you from deadly hazards. His, <clears throat> his huge outstretched arms protect you. Under them, you're perfectly safe. He's above you. His arms fend all harm away. Fear nothing. I can go on and on. Go to uh, the steps of a good man. Psalms 37, 23. I should have these scriptures out, but guys, we're just going by the cuff here. I just... Sounding good, too. Thank God for Google. <laughs> In a little bit of memory. All right, open that whole chapter up there, Mike. And if you'll pull it up. Yeah, let's just, let's just leave. leave you're going to uh, leave in King James? Yeah, what up, what up, yeah why not? No, it's going to message because I know it's um, what you like. I'm not sure that it's going to. Yeah, okay. Um, go to yeah, go to King James. <laughs> <laughs> 
just because that message, I'm not There's sure. There's some thousand E's out there. <clears throat> I'm just, yeah. So let's go down to the uh, steps of a good man. Where does that start? All right. So Psalms 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. By the way, that's women as well. <laughs> the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he not, will not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Now you can go to, uh, let's go to another version here and let's look at the, just the 24th verse in message. Bear with me guys. We're going somewhere as we wrap this up here in just a minute. Hopefully you're getting something out of this this morning. So uh, uh, stalwart walks and steps with God, his path blazed by God. He's happy if he stumbles. He's not down for long. God has his grip on his hand. So you're in God's hand. So he's under you. He's got you propped up his hand is so big remember i I mentioned to you earlier there's there's power in the hand of god and even though you can't feel this or sense or see the hand of god moving it's moving in your life and here's the thing that you got to understand it's so vast it's so big that not only is he behind you in front of you to the left side to the right side he's above you but he's he's beneath you god's got you all of this is taking place in the hand of god does that blow your mind all of this is being taken place in the hand of God. That's how big he is. What can your enemies do to you in the hand of Almighty God? Because here's the deal. They're in God's hand too. What can, what can go on that God doesn't know about? Mm. <clears throat> Mike, Google has mountains surround Jerusalem. I got two more for you. I just want to prove to you today that Emmanuel, God with us, is with you. He's, he's, he's with you. And then we're going to wrap up tomorrow, and I'm going to go ahead and give you how we're going to mention the name. So, yeah, go ahead and open up in the uh, English Standard. That's fine. All right, so Psalms 125, verse 2. You ready? Here we go. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. From this time forth and forevermore. So God's got you surrounded. He's all around you. He's everywhere. He's behind you. Isaiah 30 saying, hey, hear my voice. Go to the left, go to the right. He's in front of you like Psalms 23, leading you beside still waters. He's to the left side of you. Like Job said, when I can't see him or feel him in front of me, I can't perceive him behind me. He's working on my left hand. Then David goes over to say, hey, I've set God before me because he's on my right hand and I shall not be moved. And then we go to Psalms 91 and we talk about the fact that we're under the shadow of the almighty. We rest under his arms and he protects us. And then we go into Psalms 37 and And it talks about God holding you in his hands or girding you up. He's under you. Then Psalms 125, just like mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forevermore. He'll always have you surrounded. And I got one more for you. If it's not good enough that Emmanuel is all around you, do you not know, Do you you can go ahead and look this up based on this, that your body is a temple and the Lord dwells on the inside of you. So if it's not enough that he's around you, that when Jesus came and he died and then he, he ascended, he said, I'm going that a comforter may come. And then here's the deal. Greater things will you do. And when that comforter came and we were able to accept Jesus in first Corinthians, the sixth chapter, the 19th and 20th verse, do you not know that your bodies are temple of the Holy spirit who is 
in you whom you have received from God. You're not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. He's inside of you. If all else fails, all of this is going taking place in the hand of God, but God is so big, but yet he's so small. He's so big that everything that I just described is taking place in his hand. Not just today, but yesterday is in his hand. Tomorrow is in his hand. Today is in his hand. And he's so big that it all fits inside of his hand with room for more. If he tarried for another million years, there's room in his hand for all of that. Do you hear me? But he's so small that he can put himself inside of you in his hand. Can I say something, David, real quick? Boom. Yes. So there's a verse I like that I read when I was in high school. It's from 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. And it says... That with the Lord, one day is a thousand years and a thousand years as in one day, meaning that God has no time. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. We can't put God in our own little box. He's limitless. He can't fit. Yeah. He can, but he, he can't fit. But he's small enough to be in a minute. Mm. You got to, God's big. We always talk about how big God is. You wouldn't get a lot of likes if you said God's so small. You would, you get, you, matter of fact, you get all kinds of chastisement. God's so big, you can't box him. But he's so small. Sometimes you can't even see him work. That's a quote right now. I'm making that a real. You're going to make that a real. You're going to make that a real. Man, I, I, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow we're going to talk about the last, the, the, probably wrap this up. I mean, we might be able to stretch it till Saturday, till Friday. But tomorrow we're going to talk about, we're going to continue on this and we're going to talk about Jesus. That's the name we're going to say, the name Jesus. We talked about Emmanuel and all these, but we're going to talk about Jesus, which means the Lord is salvation. And we're going to, we're going to talk about that. We might just end tomorrow, but definitely Friday. And I hope you guys got something out of today. Just remember, God's got you completely surrounded. Amen. Song of the day today. Dave mentioned it yesterday is what a beautiful name from Hillsong. By the way, it's the first time I'm talking the entire podcast. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean that in a negative at all. No, I know. You were on a roll today, and it was fire. When you're on that roll, I ain't interrupting you. Amen. Thank you guys for listening today. Sorry about the technical glitch. We'll love Facebook some days, and I really, yeah, got to love it. I didn't even know. See there? They didn't even tell me. I saw him moving around. Yeah. I knew something. <laughs> I knew something. They knew something was up, but he didn't know what. We apologize for the glitch. It was legitimately Facebook's issue this if morning. If those of you that were on Facebook this morning didn't get to see it, you can go to LinkedIn and watch the entire uh, live. Right. And you can also subscribe to our YouTube yeah, page. Why don't page. you put our YouTube page? Gotcha. Yeah, in the yeah we'll comments. have the full episode on YouTube. Um, within the hour. Within the hour. Yeah, it doesn't take us long to get it pushed, uh, pushed hey, up. Do me a favor, too. Help us out. We've, got, uh, we've really not used YouTube a lot, and we don't use it for anything else other than this. It, that's it. We post the shows on there. Can you do us a favor? We have about a thousand subscribers, but we haven't used it. And uh, can you do us a favor? Can you go to YouTube and subscribe for us to the channel that Sam's going to drop it in the uh, in the uh, comments here? Just uh, if you get a chance to do that, and then maybe um, you know share it if you if you do have a following on YouTube. We'd like to uh, Im- impact uh, the ability for people. We'd like to help people be able to watch these later uh, and find them a little easier. So. We just haven't pushed it too much. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, guys. You guys have a good one. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you tomorrow morning. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.